0: story of Upbuild began in a monastery. On our quest to understand ourselves more deeply, we recognize that it is our attachment to our egos, our identities, that gets in the way of being our true selves. This podcast will help you understand your ego. It will help you better understand your inner world, the motivations, insecurities, and emotions that affect your every action and relationship. Welcome to Upbuilding the Self. Hi everyone, this is Vipin and I'm here with my colleague, Michael. Hi Michael.
1: Hey Vipin and hi everyone. How are you? I am really excited for this conversation.
0: It's Uh, been a long
1: time coming and to be here with you and to be having it is very exciting.
0: Okay, well, no one knows yet what is the conversation (laughs) we're about to have. So let me introduce it. So Michael, you and I have had the privilege of taking a year-long course on parts work, which is based on internal family systems. And we've done that course with Guthrie Sayan, who is one of the most exceptional instructors that I have ever learned from. And the course just wrapped up two weeks ago. And you suggested that we record an Upbuilding the Self episode on our takeaways from the course and how parts work has affected us. And I thought it was a great idea. So here we are. And I get the opportunity to interview you today and hear about your insights. So thank you for suggesting this and for being such a willing participant as well.
1: Thank you. And as I shared with you before we were recording, you are as much an expert in in parts work as I am. So hopefully we can both share our experiences as we have the conversation today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't call myself an expert at all. uh, But I would call myself a learner here and here sharing our learnings. So maybe we could start with the question, what is parts work to begin with? And I, I mentioned also internal family systems. So maybe you could just describe what is parts work and how does it relate to internal family systems or IFS, as it's often referred to.:
1: I almost think of them interchangeably. Parts work is really a framework or a system for understanding our inner world. And it's been used in various therapy settings. We use it in coaching. It's used in schools and businesses. So it's really taken on an incredible life and energy of its own as more people have found out about it over the last few years and few decades. And our teacher, Guthrie, he likes to call it a way of life. So you don't even need one of these formal coaching or therapy relationships to use it because it's just a way of thinking about what's going on inside of us. And the idea is that each of us as human beings, are made up of a series of parts or little sub-personalities. And these parts, you can basically think of them as human beings. They have their own fears, desires, needs, strategies, and they want stuff. For us. These are the parts of us that are running our lives. They're the ones pulling the strings. And the whole idea is that if we're able to bring a voice to these parts, to really understand them, to get to know them on a much deeper level, then we can more healthily integrate them into our lives.
0: Okay. Okay, good. So it sounds quite complex, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it also can sound a little woo woo, a little new agey. I certainly, when I first heard about it, I was like, sub personalities. I have little beings inside of me that are running the show. I think that's a natural reaction. But for anyone who has ever said, you know, there's a part of me that feels this way, and then there's another part of me that feels that way, or there's a part of me that wants to do X but another part of me that wants to do why there's a part of me that wants to work really hard and can't stop working. And then there's another part of me that wants to watch YouTube all night. You're doing parts work. That is is really the first step in parts work.
0: Yeah. This multitude of personalities that exist within us that have different desires and needs, understanding those parts a little bit better, bringing them to the surface rather than having them, be sort of running the show without our awareness. Exactly. So what converted you? You just mentioned that you first thought of it as a little bit woo, and now you don't feel that way at all. You're really excited to record a podcast about it. What converted you?
1: So the guy who started Parts Work was a guy named Dick Schwartz, who as a therapist, and in the 80s, he was talking to his clients and just getting a lot of information from his clients and seeing how this all worked, and he, he basically said he stumbled upon it, and he also calls himself a ardent empiricist, I think is the term that he used. He saw what works, and I like to think of myself. I have a part of me that also likes to think of myself as an ardent empiricist. Whatever works, that's what I want to use. And so I saw that this system really works. There were two incredible insights from the system that led me to this conclusion. The first is that we have parts, but we are not our parts. And that was mind-blowing to me because I've always thought of myself as I am angry or I am a overachiever, or I am lazy. And that felt very final. It was like, that's who I am at my core. But as when I started to do parts work, I could see that I had different parts of myself that carried anger, that carried laziness, that carried this impulse to be an overachiever. But that's not who I am. Instead, I am the self.
0: What was the impact of that? What is the difference between the statement I am angry and I have a part that's carrying anger?
1: The anger doesn't have such a strong hold
0: on our It's not our your life.
1: identity. It's not exactly. It's not your identity. It's also it's not the end of the story. <laughs> Whereas if I am angry and and that's who I really think of myself as that then it's the end of the story. It's like I have no choice. I have no freedom to not be that way if I really see myself as that way.
0: Well, what if I am angry right now and I am not angry in 10 minutes from now? So there's also movement with those identities. No?
1: Yeah, that's true. And so I think that's why the second insight is so important. Okay. Okay. Which is that, okay. which is that and I think this is even more mind blowing than the first insight is that all parts are good. Just like all people are good, but good people do bad things. All parts are inherently good. So even something like anger or rage, that impulse, that part has a positive intent for me.
0: Yeah. The part of you that is angry or even carries anger or rage has a purpose. It's trying to serve you in a certain way. And that's its positive intent.
1: Exactly. It feels like it needs to use the strategy of rage or anger in order to serve me in a certain way, based on my internal wiring, based on my conditioning, based on things that happened to me throughout my childhood and even into my adulthood, this part of me has taken on the belief that it needs to be angry (laughs) in order to protect me in some way. And that was hard to take at first. But once I started having some of these dialogues with the part itself, I could actually hear what that positive intent was.
0: And what was the impact of that?
1: The impact of that was that I could start to, first of all, get where it was coming from, have compassion for it.
0: And again, for that's it meaning for, this for
1: it, the part. Yeah. And again, this part of parts work sounds a little woo woo, but you know, if I were to think about it, this part of me works really hard. <laughs> this part of me works really hard. It's on constant alert. It's, exploding at various times. And it's also a part of me that I have judged for a long time. It's a part of me that I dislike quite a bit because I've Mm -hmm. seen it wreak havoc in my life by understanding where it's coming from, what it wants for me. Then first of all, I can have compassion for it and start to have dialogue. So it doesn't have to have such a strong hold on me.
0: Yeah. And what is the uh, result of the compassion that you feel for that part?
1: If you think about your parent and a kid is acting out, even if the kid is 100% wrong, if you're just scolding the kid and letting them know how wrong they are and judging the kid, things are never going to change. In fact, it will likely get worse because the reason why they're acting out is to get your attention or because something else is going wrong and so that extra judgment sort of the piling on of dissatisfaction with the actions of, of that part or that human being is not going to serve anyone yeah in fact yeah. it'll only make things worse and so by having compassion for it it helps it to relax it helps it to see that actually i have similar objective, similar goals as it might have for me, and maybe there are other more productive strategies that I could employ that would also help it meet its goals.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a really helpful analogy to the parent-child relationship, and you sort of have all these parts that have needs, and how do we treat those needs with compassion? Yeah.
1: And I've even named my parts. That was something that was suggested to us. My anger part is called Johnny Anger. It's like a very, (laughs) he's a very, uh, you know, it's a playful name so that I don't take it so seriously. It's like a little being that sits on my shoulder and I can be in dialogue with him. And he's a little kid. He's not a mature adult. He's a little kid who doesn't have so much self-control and really thinks that He needs to employ these strategies and it affects my life in big ways, but he is just a little kid. And if I treat him like that with respect, appreciation, I hear from him, then he doesn't act out as much.
0: Yeah. Wow. So what is Johnny Anger like now after (laughs) doing all of this work and what in your relationship with that part? How has it shifted?
1: Well, I wish I could say that. I never have fits of anger or rage anymore, but that is
0: that, not the that, case. <laughs> that would be, Then I would think that you have found a miracle to lots of our, uh, our own needs for tra- what we need to transform about ourselves or what we desire to.
1: It's a much more open relationship. There's much more understanding in my relationship with him than when I first started. Mm-hmm. And so when these things do happen, when there's an incident or I lose my temper, hopefully in the moment, I can actually like call a metaphorical timeout and have a little bit of dialogue with him. And that will happen at times. Sometimes I don't catch myself in the moment and the anger and rage is too much and I'm able to process it a little bit more later on. But I have a language. I have a framework, a system, a tool to actually think about all of this. And so when the anger does happen, I also don't go as much into spirals of shame and feeling bad about the anger, which is also not helpful. It's not that I'm condoning the losing the temper. That's not what this is about. But if I go into shame about having a temper,
0: that, <laughs> that sounds like that another one part that shows up.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the cool thing about parts work is like, there's just always stuff to discover. And we have to deal, in order for me to truly deal with the anger part, I also needed to deal, and this was separate, to deal with the part that feels very judgmental of my angry part. Because that part had a very positive intent as well. Even though he's incredibly judgmental, he causes me a lot of shame. He didn't want me to have to experience the negative effects and for the people in my life to experience the negative effects of the anger.
0: As you talk about this part that carries anger and how it has positive intent and this other part that carries shame, that's also there to serve you. And this third part that is a very judgmental part, but you also see it's positive intent. I'm left wondering, we have this multitude of parts. They all have positive intent and they all seem to be, or you would, you would hope that they're somewhat under our, our control, but maybe that's the, <laughs> that's the pivotal misunderstanding. But with all these parts of positive intent, still we can act and behave in ways that are not aligned with who we want to be. But, but then immediately what I thought of is, well, even if you extend that, you said all parts are good, just like the understanding is similar that, that all human beings are good. And if that's true. We still have a lot of conflict. We have war. We have a lot of challenges and difficulties. And so that's the same thing that's happening inside of ourselves when we are acting or behaving in ways that are not how we would like to be or not aligned with our values, even if all the parts have positive intent. What would you say about that?
1: I think this is why Dick Schwartz named the system Internal Family Systems, because Just like a family, Family. which can often be dysfunctional, there's a lot of different parts to the family. And even if everyone has a good intent, people have their own way of seeing things and their own ways of relating to each other and different fears and desires. And also, one of the key insights from parts work is that parts take on burdens, they take on these strategies which come from fears. And those are the things that actually do wreak havoc in our lives. So even if they have a positive intent to have us be, you know, in the example of Johnny Anger, he doesn't want me to get taken advantage of. He wants me to reach my maximum potential. He wants me to have relationships that I can trust. And so when he sees something that violates that, he goes into action, yeah, Because he's taken on the belief that he needs to go into action. And so just because somebody or some part has a positive intent does not at all ensure that things will go well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now with the dialogue that you've been having, it sounded like you're saying he doesn't necessarily feel as quick to go into action. Some yeah. Sometimes yes, but sometimes there's a little bit more space where you can sort of talk him off the ledge, so to speak. That's right,
1: yeah. You have recorded a episode and wrote a reflection on creating space between stimulus and response. And this is that. And it's also a, a clear call to action about what to do with that space between stimulus and response. Yeah. In the space, I can have a dialogue with my parts.
0: It's like there's a yellow light There's just the red light. You notice a part getting activated, a yellow light, which is let me process actually what's happening and and have that dialogue. And then the green light that allows you to proceed in a way that feels in alignment with your values. Okay. So you've mentioned these two insights. I have parts, but I am not those parts. And then that all parts are good. And it's interesting when you were saying I have parts or I have a part, but I am not that part. It reminded me also of, we talk a lot about the ego at upbuild and that I have an ego. I am not my ego. And that's separate. It also reminds me of, we recorded a podcast around this phrase. There I go again, Mm -hmm. which to me is similar To thinking about my part getting activated. And often when I say, there I go again, which is a phrase that we use a lot to see ourselves as distinct from our egos and seeing our ego patterns emerge, that's very similar to what you're talking about here, where I might see a part get activated and say, ah, there goes Johnny Anger. Let me go and have a conversation with him and just see if I can create some more calmness or clarity to help move forward.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And I didn't have a language to share this before you just said that, but I think that's why parts work has spoken to me as strongly as it has, because it feels so aligned with our other work around understanding the ego and seeing that our egos are parts of us and they have a strong holds on us, but they are not us at the end of the day. And being able to be super clear about that distinction gives us so much power and gives us so much choice in life.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in, in terms of alignment with our work, and this is, these are Guthrie's own words, but this course is essentially about accessing self and that the Parts work way of doing that is to ask the parts to step back so that the self can emerge. And I think we at Upbuild talk about various ways to access the self. And a lot of that is working on our ego because that's getting in the way of our true self, the this sort of spiritual core of who we are, our essence. And The another way is by cultivating that spiritual core and parts work to me is, I mean, it relates to working on our ego, but it was, it's been such a beautiful year long study. in how do I let these parts that are forward and active ease a little bit, step back and allow my truest self to step forward and emerge
1: yeah beautiful and now that we're talking about the self that can also feel like a pretty out there concept of like parts self i am the self what does that actually mean yes. and another one of the greatest insights I, I feel like i'm going to keep saying this throughout the throughout our conversation is yeah. the 8 Cs so the 8 Cs are characteristics Feelings, qualities that give us a clue that we are operating from the self. So when we are operating from any of these eight C's, we know that they're self present.
0: Yeah, yeah. That the self is characterized by these eight words that all begin with the letter C.
1: Yes, exactly. So the eight C's are compassion, creativity, curiosity, confidence courage calmness connectedness and clarity and I was shocked that all of these could actually begin with the same letter um,
0: <laughs> I would thought you were gonna say you were shocked that I have all of these traits within me <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah we'll get to that but <laughs> my first thought when I heard this was how is this this feels too cute this feels like too much of a jam a round peg into a square hole. But the more I sat with it and also the more I used it in both my own self-work and in client relationships as a coach myself, it just brought so much clarity to what the self is and how do I know if I'm being myself or how do I know if I'm being my parts? All I need to do is to Check in, and we've all had the experience of feeling compassionate. We know what it feels like to really be in a space of curiosity. We know what it feels like to feel calm. And on the opposite side, when we're feeling agitated, it means we're not operating from enough self. So, Mm -hmm. the opposite, the antonyms to all of these words also help give me the clue that I'm operating from parts rather than from self. Yeah. And this was a big insight.
0: Amazing. So these eight C's also help you identify when you have more of yourself present versus yourself is sort of lost among the sea of all the parts. Yeah. And the reason why that is
1: important is twofold. First of all, this is what we're shooting for. This is our North Star. We want to be more and more and more coming from a place of self. And second of all, we can only do the work of hearing from our parts and having conversations with them when there is some self present.
0: Yeah, yeah. One of the other things that Guthrie shared that I thought was also very poignant and insightful was that he said the overarching goal of this entire program is to help each of us access and coach from what he would say a critical mass of self so that we can help others access and live from a critical mass of self. He would talk about only needing a modicum of self is enough to actually heal a lot of parts that are carrying burdens.
1: It's been our experience that when we have that modicum of self, it naturally builds.
0: Yeah, I I think the experience is if one person in a conversation can be more in their true nature, then that automatically helps the other person step into their true nature. It's kind of like when we do a lot of work with the Enneagram and our ego masks, we talk about what happens when in a conversation, one person is able to remove their mask a little bit and just be more authentic, more vulnerable, be who they are. That automatically creates a container where somebody else is able to feel secure to do something similar. And it's so freeing. The other thing related to this is I think Guthrie has talked about the way that we heal suffering of our parts, our parts, uh, there are many parts that are suffering and the way that we heal that is by bringing more and more of our self, which is carrying these eight C's. The self has like a light, like the sun and it has all of these qualities. And when we bring more of our self out to the our parts and to the world, there's healing that is happening in that process.
1: If we can heal our internal system, that's also how we heal the external systems in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which very much relates to what we talk about at Upbuild all the time, which is in order to be our best selves out in the world, we have to work on our inner world. And a lot of that, you know, working on our ego and our and our spiritual self is then what we are able to offer to the world and to all of our relationships. So it's a very practical
1: system. No, it's a very (laughs) practical system because (laughs) when we do inner work and get inner results, we also get outer results.
0: So it's efficient.
1: Um, (laughs) It's efficient. (laughs) The, The other thing I wanted to share is something that you shared with me very early on about what coaching is all about. You shared that really at the end of the day most people are looking for self acceptance from coaching relationships and really in every aspect of life they're often out there doing i certainly my own experience of myself out there doing things so that i can prove myself to myself and therefore be able to accept myself so if we think of self acceptance as one of the main goals of coaching and of life this system is really helpful in doing that because we stop rejecting these parts of ourselves and instead can integrate them into our life and all of a sudden I stop rejecting myself
0: yeah thank you yeah and and in that process parts that are Carrying burdens, maybe for years and years and years, can become unburdened and liberated, free to be. Yeah, I guess what does it look like when they're free? I was going to say without an agenda, but that would be only self, I guess, right?
1: Yeah, well, I think what Guthrie has shared with us is that when parts realize they don't need to do their strategies and that they're not their burdens, and they can release those burdens. They get to do whatever it is that they're naturally good at. So for example, Johnny Anger, he's got a lot, he's a forceful dude in this world. He's got a lot of energy. And the way he's currently or in the past has been employing that energy is losing the temper and yelling and getting upset with people. But one of the things I asked him was, hey, if like you knew that I was going to be completely taken care of and that I would be successful and that nobody would take advantage of me and that I was totally safe, what would you prefer to do? And he told me that he would prefer to be by my side, giving me that life force energy to go out and achieve things. So he would be by my side Helping me to work really hard and to find areas of the world that I thought I could improve and be that energy behind those initiatives.
0: The two questions that come up for me as you're saying this one is, how can you convince him? You said if you knew that I would be successful and that I would be X and I would be Y, but those are hypothetical statements. So if I'm Johnny Anger, I'm thinking, well, yeah, but. I can't be sure of that. So I have to keep playing my, my role.
1: Yeah. And he does, but I I got information about what he would prefer to do and to do what he's currently doing, which was, which was really helpful to hear. And also as we talked about earlier, hopefully by really hearing from him and also being in dialogue about how I also want the same things, which he might not have been totally aware of, it does help him to, soften back a little bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. The other question I was thinking is if you've never experienced internal family systems or parts where it can sound schizophrenic, like you're having these conversations with yourself and you're referring to this part as a person, as he and how he's going to show up in your life. How could someone who has no experience of this, get a little bit of a taste for what you're describing.
1: I think to get like the most basic taste is just to think of an area of your life or to hear yourself saying, there's a part of me that does X or feels X. And then to think one layer deeper, what might be the reason why this part feels this way or wants to do this? And only think of it in a positive intent kind of way. What is the positive intent? What protection or what goal does this part have for me? Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the most basic foray in an individual type of way. Now, I think what's much more helpful is to be able to find someone who has either um, been trained in this or at least is informed enough about IFS, maybe has had some practice themselves as a client if you're not finding a coach or a therapist to help guide you in some of these discussions. There are also a lot of books. Dick Schwartz has written a bunch of books. So there's a lot of resources out there as well. Just to name Dick Schwartz's most recent book is no bad parts, which I love that name, obviously given what I've shared about that powerful
0: insight. I'd love to ask you also, you've shared a lot about your experience, how this work has affected you personally in terms of kind of receiving parts work coaching or thinking about your own parts what has been your experience of using parts work as a coach with the people that you get to work with
1: it takes courage for me to offer this possibility of doing this kind of work with my clients because a lot of my clients are very practical They want results, they're hard driving, they don't want to hear any of this new AG stuff. (laughs) And what I found is that when there's enough trust in the relationship and I can put aside some of my parts and come from that place of courage and offer this out to clients, it's one of the best ways to do really deep work very quickly. So I have a handful, not a majority, but a handful of clients who I do IFS work uh, very consistently with. And those sessions are almost always deep and powerful because they come in feeling some of the polarities or feeling some of the negative effects of their parts. And through this like pretty clear and systematic way of looking at these parts. And there are very specific questions that I as the practitioner or another practitioner would ask to help deepen the understanding of the parts, to hear the positive intention, to help them release these burdens, and then to understand what they would prefer to do if they weren't taking on those roles. And it's been amazing. So I can't say that I have the courage to do it with everyone. Some people won't relate to it or would have too many parts, too many defense mechanisms against doing that. But I always hold it in my mind that maybe there's, there'll come a day in each of my relationships where I can bring parts work into the practice.
0: Yeah. I have been amazed at how both in seeing the week to week demonstrations in the course where Guthrie is coaching someone in class about a topic that they want coaching on using parts work and the profound transformative impact that it has on those individuals. And then in similar to you in my own coaching, sometimes it seems like you have some magic that you have access to that is really allowing people to see things that they weren't seeing before and it reminds me a little bit of how sometimes, again, with our work with the Enneagram, which is a personality typology that we use at Upbuild, that gives us sometimes a blueprint on what might be happening inside in someone's inner world. I often feel like that also is like has a, a feeling of magic when people get insights that they are like, how do you know? so much about what's happening inside and i feel similarly about parts work that it it feels like you have some magic that you have access to
1: (laughs) yeah that's a great point i'm thinking back on one of my relationships where we don't have the relationship of doing parts work but this person has talked to me a lot about his inner critic and how intense the inner critic can be on him and one of the things that I asked them was, was what does your inner critic want for you? What is the positive intent of the inner critic? And so it wasn't like a full parts work demonstration or a full parts work coaching, but it was just one question that I got very clearly from my parts work training. And for him, it was mind blowing that he could see that actually his, his inner critic wanted all these good things for him. And it just helped to relax how unhappy he was with his inner critic, which of course has had the effect of making the inner critic not so loud.
0: Wonderful example. So what is next for you on this journey of parts work, both Um, as as a sort of recipient of parts work and as a coach?
1: Well, as a recipient, my overachieving part has taken a Google spreadsheet and started to map out all of my parts. So I think I've identified 35 parts so far. And you know, just getting a sense of like, what are my family members of my internal family system? So I wanna to continue to map that out. And I am continuing to work with my partner from the parts work course far beyond the ending of that course. So we will be coaching each other on a weekly basis. So I hope to deepen my understanding of the different parts that I've been able to map out. And then in my own coaching practice, I wanna get more courage to offer this to other people. So if any of my clients are listening to this, please ask about heart's work. I feel so passionate about it and wanna be able to do that deep work with people who wanna do the deep work for themselves.
0: That's amazing. Thank you for putting that out into the world. Thank you for all the work that you're doing on yourself. I've heard people talk about, I love the spreadsheet that you just mentioned. And I've heard people talk about being able to kind of call all of their parts to the dinner table and each one has a seat and you're able to actually have dialogue with everyone there. And I was just thinking you'll need a pretty big dinner table, a pretty large one for for (laughs) your 35 parts that you've identified. If I could have a thirty-six chair there, I would love to, to be uh, uh, just enjoy the dinner party. Well, it sounds like it would be very, very entertaining and uh, stimulating.
1: Well, oh, I would be humiliated, I think, to to, to, <laughs> to have you there. But I do think of it as my internal board of directors in some way. And if I were having an external board of directors, if then you would definitely have a seat at that table. So Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, thank you. Thank you for this conversation. Uh, thank you for wetting our appetites around parts work. And the biggest thank you for putting that in request out there and intention, not only for you, but I think for all everybody who we work with to. Ask about parts work and to explore it because there's so much wisdom in that for ourselves to understand ourselves better. We'd love to bring that to everybody.
1: Amazing. And thank you for being a partner in the course and for asking all of these really good questions to help bring all of this out and um for doing the parts work yourself because I know it's having a big impact on you. And as a result, an impact on our organization and Your clients in the world. Thank you. Thank
0: you, Michael. Thank you so much for this.
1: And thank you everyone for listening.
0: Thank you for listening to Upbuilding the Self. Upbuild is a leadership development company that offers workshops, coaching, and other services to help you on the path towards being your best self, free from the shackles of the ego. To learn more about our work, visit our website, upbuild.com, And sign up for our newsletter to gain access to podcasts, reflections, and upcoming events. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes to leave us a review so that others can find and benefit from the podcast. We look forward to being with you again next time.